Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have you tune us in and turn us on. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat. And, you know, this is the month where we do a lot of focusing on where we are in the world today and where we want to go. One of the things that's always been fascinating to me has been the world of astrology. And, you know, I don't know why I think it's so fascinating to me. It's probably because I know very little about it, but I'm intrigued. And, you know, it's ancient. It's, you know, when we think about this, we think about what did we see when we looked up to the map of our stars? You know, how did we interpret this very, very early on, like thousands of years ago? What would it have been like to look up and then have a sense of how things changed or what we saw and what moved? But today, write your own horoscope, follow the stars, design your destiny with my very special guest today, Jane Struthers, joining me here today, best-selling author, consultant, astrologer. She teaches people not only how to interpret the birth chart, and we're going to talk about that today, which is a snapshot. And you've heard a couple of people come on and take a look at my birth chart and listen to what they had to say about that and about the year ahead. So there's that information. I'm still trying to tease through what all of that means, um, but... Jane teaches you how to look into your future on the planets, making contact, and looking at how these positions relate to each other. You know, when you look at the beauty of astrology, and it's almost like a work of art when you see it, for the first time when you see a chart, and you, you look at the connections and then you get to know a little bit more about them. It's absolutely phenomenal what you can learn. But that's why we need people like Jane, because it's not just the simple, what's my day going to be like? It's how do we interpret all of the moving parts? We've done several shows about, yes, Jupiter and Saturn. We've talked about the age of Aquarius. But the question really becomes, can you write your own astrology? Can you learn to follow the stars? How do you design your destiny? That's what we're talking about today. Jane, it's great to have you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Um, <clears throat> I am one of these people that from an early age got really fascinated by moving parts, planets, signs. I'm also one of these people that is not an expert. I go to other people and I say, this is my birth chart. What's the solar return? What's the year going to look like? You know, what are some of the things you see? And I learned something else. I learned the term esoteric. And, and when I heard that esoteric astrology, oh, what does that mean? Um, it opens up a whole new world. 
Thank you for joining us. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Right? Congratulations for literally writing a book that really taps into everything we think but are afraid to say, right, <laughs> about astrology. Welcome to the show. Um, it's great to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great start to the new year. Start the new year. And for you, look at you smiling. See, every every person I've had on that talks about astrology, they are so smiley. <laughs> and I think they're just like, oh, I got some information. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like me and my strange attraction to astrology, and I, I consider it strange, really. You're You're different. You tapped into this. And it became more than an attraction for you. This is a passion and a purpose for you. I want to ask you this. What the heck fills you up, Jane, when you're <laughs> thinking about this? Because look at you. You're the happiest person I've had on this year. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way astrology offers us so many, as you were saying, really, so many glimpses into how we are. And it is like a roadmap of ourselves. Your birth chart is a roadmap of who you are, of your potential as well, um, because none of us expresses our chart fully. We couldn't possibly because it has so much scope, not only in positive ways, you know, but some quite difficult ways as well. And it's just wonderful to be able to work with people and give them this view into themselves. And that is one of the things that I really love. And I love writing about astrology as well. I, I mean, I love writing. I've written over 30 books. So there's a bit of a clue there. But, uh, I, you know, it's just it's just brilliant being able to explain things and have a bit of fun with it and give explanations, give examples, and just really set people's imaginations on fire. And I think that's really part of my fascination. But the book... This particular book, uh, and let me acknowledge all of the books you've written, you know, maybe you'll inspire me to do a little writing, but this book in particular I found fascinating because not only of the way that you've written the book, the visual effects, the diagrams in the book, the explanations in the book, the charts in the book, you could tell I'm a visual learner, right? And I, the minute I laid my eyes on this, I just thought, wow, this is going to be cool. But you also take us on a step-by-step. -step. And what's interesting about this, the minute I turned to the opening page um, and then the second page, I was fascinating by the artistry of this. Now, I wouldn't guess what sign you were, mm -hmm. but I know for somebody like me, this was music to my ears. Tell me about the format of the book, because I've seen a lot of books on astrology. I've seen a lot of books on how to do astrology, but I've never seen a book like this, which is so many key learning points and visualizations. Why was that important to you? Oh, that was, thank you so much for that. That's wonderful. Um, well, it was important to me, I wanted to cram in as much information as possible. And, you know, when you're writing a book, the publisher has, has says you've got a set number of pages, a set number of words, you can't go over it because otherwise they'll just be cut. And I work as an editor as well as a writer, so I can see it from both sides. 
And when I started writing Write Your Own Horoscope, I started writing it as text, as running text. And after about half an hour, I thought, well, this isn't going to work because I've, I'm going to take up all the space and I won't have said much. So I thought, well, the only thing to do then is to have diagrams, have bullet points, have tables, so that for a start, I can cram in a lot more information and it's easy to look at for the reader. And also, it makes the book look much more exciting because it's not just page after page of text, solid text. Yeah. So uh, that was that was how, why it looks the way it does. And you know what I really love about it? You come out of the gate and you start to talk about the nuts and bolts of astrology. And I want to start there with you in talking about the nuts and bolts of astrology, because I think that these folks that looked to the stars thousands and thousands of years ago had a view of what the meaning was. But in astrology, there are some basic things. A lot of us really know maybe one or two things, right? I know I am a Sagittarius, but I know that I've got a ton of Capricorn, including my moon. I know those things. I know when I get my birth chart, you know, and you look at it and you say, where is the air? There's no air. Or you look at your solar return and you see a lot of things on it, right? You try to tease that apart. But we have to have sort of the nuts and bolts and where it all begins. Let's talk about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's very important, I think, to understand the basics. Um, and I taught myself astrology when I was in my teens, and I used a book. And in those days, there was no such thing as the internet. There was no such thing as a personal computer. And I did it. I calculated a chart. It would take me four hours to calculate a chart by hand using logarithm tables and everything. And if you got an initial calculation wrong, the whole thing was wrong, but you wouldn't know it. And these days, I mean, it's, as I say in the book, it's very, you can just go online and get a free birth chart. You can get the image. You don't have to spend four hours calculating it and hoping that you've got it right. But I think therefore, you can get the birth chart up, but you don't really know what you're looking at. So that's why I wanted to explain everything at the start of the book about what the chart represents, because I think if you can get a, a sense of, say, the, the 12 houses of the in the chart and what each one means, then the whole thing starts to come alive. So that's why I wanted to put in the nuts and bolts and also... Um, you have the sun in Sagittarius, I've got Sagittarius rising, and I've got a very strong Jupiter. So I have this need to expand knowledge, really, and send it out to the world, I suppose. Yeah, so, and, um, I, and I think these are the things that when we look at them, and boy, am I going to talk to you about this. These are the things that when we have a sense of it, and I got to say, kudos to you for really studying this and learning this on your own. I mean, it's not that some of us haven't tried to do it. I mean, just enough. But the mystery of this I have found is so intriguing. And what do I mean by the mystery? The mystery of all the connected and moving parts. And I think this is what people don't know right? Because you, you can go to some of the websites, right, Jane, and you can go there and it's like, oh, today you're going to like be happy. And you can get that. And that seems like it's a thing. But when you start to look a little closer, right? Like I really see 2021 for me as, and I saw it a year ago as an important year. 
so much so we didn't we did not celebrate our 10th year anniversary in 2020 for the network waited i just said i can't do it i don't want to do it i don't know it doesn't feel right i tried to celebrate it didn't feel right nobody on my team really was feeling it and we decided that in 19 so now we're celebrating our 11th year for the network and it's fascinating to me because you feel things and then somebody talks about why they could see in your chart they could see the moving parts what can we say to folks today to help them pinpoint them into this way to begin to write their own horoscope well other than buy my book yeah no the book is <laughs> that, that, that goes without saying yeah <laughs> just start and just take your own time with it you don't have to learn it all at once you because there's a lot of information even in this book which is a it's just a it's designed for beginners really and even in that book there is an enormous amount to absorb and there's a lot to put together because one of the things that can really confuse astrologers even accomplished astrologers who've been doing it for years and years is when you get a birth chart that's got contradictions in it and actually as Walt Whitman says we've all got contradictions <laughs> yes but you know it can be very difficult particularly when you're starting and you for instance read that you've got the sun in cancer and you read that that makes you a homebody a great need to create your own family to create this emotional security around yourself and then you read that you've got the moon in Aquarius. The moon in Aquarius is the complete reverse. In fact, Aquarius and Cancer are 150 degrees apart and they are on completely separate lines. They're never gonna meet. And so your moon in Aquarius is saying, I don't wanna sit around at home. I want to go out, I want to do something. I want to do something new and different. And Sun in, in Cancer is saying, but I've just lit the fire and I've just made a lovely supper and we can't go, I just can't go out. So you've got all these contradictions and very often I think when people are just learning astrology they read that and they think I can't I can't cope with this it's right. too complex right so yeah there is a lot that you need to just absorb and just take it little step by step and I want to talk with you for a minute if I could and we're going to we're going to take a deeper dive into your book and Benny by the way we have a copy of Jane's book to give away um, I want to really take a, a snapshot and really share this with our listeners for a moment because one of the things that you say in in just coming out of the gate with your book right is you're talking about not just writing your own horoscope but looking at what that birth chart chart is about the snap chart but then there's another element to it that most people don't know about, right? You know, most people think this is my chart. But how does that chart look in 2021? Now I don't live in the city I was born in. I'm in Seattle or Bothell or I'm completely different coast. And what is my chart going to start to look like as we roll into 2021? Some people call it solar return. Some people call it transits, whatever it is. Can you talk about the difference for people? Because a lot of folks don't know there is a difference. Well, the thing is, you're born, obviously, you're born with a particular chart. And that, that's set for you wherever you landed on Earth. Yeah, you can't change it. 
You can't change it. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, as you know, I'm sure it's called relocation. You can reset the chart for where you would like to live in the world. There are all kinds of ways of playing yeah. games with astrology. But essentially, you are, you are who you are and you are the person that you are because of where you were born and when you were born. But yes, as you say, you can relocate, you can live somewhere else. And therefore, have you got a different chart? Well, no, you've still got the same chart. But if you are going to do a chart for a solar return, which for anybody who doesn't know what that is, is a chart for your birthday. It's when the sun returns to its exact position, its exact degree and sign that it occupied when you were born. And it's always going to be slightly different. It's never going to be the same time as your birth date. Sometimes it's not even the same day because the sun does not chug into each degree at the same time every year. So you've got, now I've interrupted myself. I'm trying to think. No, but what you're talking about is is something that most people don't know. You know, they don't know we go through this cycle, as you're saying. And, you know, it's not like you discount your birth chart. It's not like you, oh, birth chart's name, you throw it away. No. But then we're now in a new year. You may be in a new place. The question is, how does it look now? How does it look where I am today in my life, in the year I'm in my life, where the planets are in my life, where the signs are, where the houses are? How does that look today? And I think most people are surprised that it doesn't look like your birth chart. <laughs> no, well, you see the exactly because you you've got your birth chart fixed and then you've got all the planets going around the outside of it all the time a bit like a fairground wheel really yeah and and then every now and then a planet that's transiting as as you mentioned earlier it's called transiting it's going around your chart in real time and it will make a contact with a bit of your chart whether it's a planet or an angle or and it's as, I always think of it as, it's, as though it lights up. That bit of the chart lights up and it's activated. And any planets that that particular, say, okay, say that we've got Pluto currently in the sky and it contacts your natal Venus, the, the Venus you've got in your birth chart. Yeah. And say Venus is, is at in Capricorn at the moment, Pluto is at what, 26 Capricorn? Yeah. And so something like that. And so there is Pluto. It comes along and he lands straight on your Venus. Ding! And Venus lights up. Actually, for a Pluto contact with Venus, it might not exactly light up. It might kind of shake a bit and pulsate. And and then any other planets that are in contact with your Venus in your chart are also going to light up. And they're all activated. And you might find... You might think, for instance, wow, you know, I used to have a terrible problem with jealousy and wanting to control the people I love. And I've, I've spent thousands of dollars getting that fixed. And here it is again. <laughs> and I'm going to ask for a refund. And actually, it's because that innate tendency of yours has been triggered by Pluto. Pluto represents many things but including controlling wanting to really delve deep into things Pluto and Venus for instance is a very powerful emotional aspect and it's all about what's really important to you then it becomes even more important 
so yes as you were saying the old birth chart it stays the same if you if you move to a different place and you are going to have your birthday as is what I was talking about earlier and it's called your solar return when the sun returns to where it was when you were born well actually if you've moved far enough away your new chart for where you live now is going to look a bit different but and there is a big question in astrology which has never been answered it's all about personal preference do you set the chart for where you were born or where you live now and you know you probably know this some people actually if they know a bit about astrology and they look at their solar return coming up and it's a lulu it's really horrible and they think okay well it's not good there it's not good where i live well i wonder what it looks like if i went to australia so they set the chart for australia hey that's much better and so they go to australia if, you know if they've got the money and the means or exactly the opportunity and but actually, and they think they've somehow cheated whatever was looming coming up for them. Actually, I don't think we have, because it, we're going to experience it somehow or other. If astrology is bringing us some difficult experience, we are not going to dodge it by blowing out our birthday candles in a different city. We're still going to have to face that somehow or other. Yeah. And, you know, this is really, uh, I mean, I think that when we're looking at this, this is all part of what you're covering in your book. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I was really struck by as I was reading your book is there are so many things that you are explaining so well to everyone, including when you talk about the four angles or the five major aspects or the four elements. And you break us through and you walk us through this carefully just to say, look, we're going to take this journey. And then we get to the place where we analyze our chart. There's one thing that I think I've discovered that you just nailed it. It's so easy when we're working with someone and they talk about things, you just kind of look at them saying, no, I, whatever you just said, it's not like possible. And then something happens. And I find myself in January smack dab in the middle of that. I mean, literally, like when somebody said to me, blah, 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 something like, well, I'm looking at your chart moving forward and something about your home or something about this and something's going to change. You're looking at them like, no way. I've been here 14 years. There's nothing going to happen here. There's nothing going to change. And then it does. And then you have to go back to the person or try to get the person or try to come back and say, now, what else did you say about my solar return? <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't always happen exactly that way. However, when something happens out of the blue, it seems not for you, Jean, because you're looking at things and you could see it. But for somebody like me and others, when something comes up, out of the blue and it's very unexpected it's not related to the economy it's not related to this it's not related to covid it's just boom wasn't there no thought of it and then it is mm -hmm. oh yeah 99.9 percent of the time i bet you find it in the chart oh yes oh yeah and i've had experiences giving somebody reading where i've said i remember one vividly somebody who was um 
very, very close to her partner and thought that, you know, they were going to be together forever. And I looked at the chart and I could see something wasn't right at all. And said, you know, you can't say to somebody, I think your partner's having an affair or they're about to dump you. But I, you know, just just tested the waters a little bit. Was she resist was she resistant to the idea? Was she open to the idea? Was she going to listen? No, she wasn't going to listen. No, there was nothing wrong. There was absolutely nothing wrong. The last person in the world who would ever let her down was her partner. Fine. I said, fine, fine. Because of course we can always be wrong. Or all the you know, the planets have got so many ways of expressing themselves. It might, and I, and we decided it might be something else. It's fine, absolutely fine, and we moved on, and it wasn't that was fine and didn't matter at all. And then I bumped into her one day, and she said, "Jane, I know you told me. <laughs> sure, yep. <laughs> Partner had been having an affair with somebody up the road all that time, and they'd broken up. And I mean, so that's a dramatic example. But you know, even astrologers, we we get." we're surprised as well all the time by the way the planets express themselves because they've got so many different ways of expressing themselves i mean go back to pluto for instance yeah yes it can be an intense emotional experience it could also be having your drains back up yes (laughs) yes exactly Exactly. Um, And, you know, when we come back from break, we're going to really go through this and go through your book. And Benny, as I said before, we have a copy of Jane's book for those of you just tuning in. And by the way, if you have questions for Jane, come on and get them out here. 1-800-930-2819. If you have your chart in front of you and you're thinking, I've got this in my 10th house and I'm not 100% sure of what's going on in the 10th chart, 10th house. Uh, you might want to get some insight. The other thing is if you're like me and it appears that you've never had activity in your 12th house and all of a sudden you got like a party going on there, you think, what does all that mean? This is the day for you to ask that question and we've got a copy of Jane's book. When we come back, we're going to talk about not just lions and tigers and bears, but we're going to talk about the wisdom We're going to talk about the movement, and Jane has got a ton of examples, and I have seen a lot of books, but this here deal, the way Jane is breaking this down, the talking about, and the diagrams say it all. If she didn't put these diagrams in here and these beautiful pictures in here, it would be a whole different ballgame. When we come back, maybe I'll get some insight as to why this thing happened to me like now, like out of the blue, it's like OMG. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Yeah. 
Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody, welcome back. And those of you that are listening through the live screen, uh, screen stream on one of our networks, you got to hear Jane and I chit-chatting about a few things about my chart. And she just shared a couple of interesting things for me. Um, first of all, there is so many cool things to really look at in this book and understand. And one of the things, Jane, you shared with me is about my knees. And we'll get to that in a minute. But before we go uh, to D diving deeper into this how do people get the book number one and how do they find out more about you everything in all the books you've written your little writing machine how do they do all of that (laughs) (laughs) well the book is going to be published on i think it's the 23rd of february in the states there were various distribution problems because of you know what yeah of course Um, and uh, and it's published on the 26th of january in the uk and um, and I just go to your nearest book, bookseller, preferably, you know, a, an independent one, if you have one. Um, and it's available on Amazon and it's available on every other internet bookselling website yeah. as well. Um, there are a lot of reasons why people get passionate about what they do. Um, I've been asked a million times, Pat, you're... 16 years now doing your show it's as if you're just starting out you know I am still curious I am such a student of everybody I speak with I'm such a student and so curious uh and I'm always fascinated when I do a show like this and I read a book like I've read in your book and I learn things and the connectivity 
what would you say are might be in all of the work you've done in all of the books? What might be some of the greatest challenges that people might have in understanding astrology and how do we address them? I know we only have an hour, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one of the great challenges is that it can be, as I was saying earlier, it can be very complicated or it seems to be very complicated when you start. And especially as you were saying, you know, you look online at a, at a, a website telling you how your day is going to be. And it's very simple and it's often nice and bright and buzzy. And actually, it, it's not necessarily like that. And I think one challenge for people is because astrology doesn't mince its words. If you're going to look at your own chart or you're, you go to see an astrologer face to face, you are inevitably going to hit some difficult bits. You're going to talk about the past. You might be uncovering areas of, of your chart which represent areas of you that you don't really want to think about. Your filthy temper, for instance, or um, your difficult upbringing, or that boyfriend who was just nightmarish and or your tendency to lend people money and never get it back, whatever it is that you consider to be a bit of an Achilles heel, that is probably going to come up. And that can also be a challenge because it may well be something you do not want to look at. Or equally, it might be something in some cases where it's not just a case of not wanting to look at it, but actually it's going to be emotionally very costly to go back to that particular experience and revisit it, which is actually yeah. why it is good in cases like that to see a professional astrologer who is going to be able to just gently talk about it to you and perhaps think, okay, we're going to back off now. That we're not, this person is not ready to talk about this for whatever reason. And I looking at the chart, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also another challenge, I think, is that um, you know, we we live in an age now where everything is instant. And so if you've got to do a bit of work and a bit of brain work on something and maybe write things down, because actually I think it's much it's so much more helpful to write things down in longhand than to write than to type things online, because that you know there is a connection between your brain and your hand. Yeah. And uh, and it just helps things flow, I think. And also it means you're less likely to be. Uh, distracted by the next email pinging into your inbox and so I think there is also that you know there is that oh I haven't got very far yet I'm only at the sun and I've still got another nine planets to work through and I think actually I'm going to go and have a cup of tea and so um so that I think can be another challenge yeah you know, I think what you're saying is so true. You know, I, I'm very fortunate. I have a best friend. My best friend's here. She's been my caregiver through my uh, knee surgery. And for those of you that are texting me right now, you saw me on my phone. I'm really okay. My knee replacement, my gosh, I got a brand new bionic knee. So please, thank you for all your concern. And certainly thank you for your prayers. And I think, Mary, you're the one sending me Reiki, but I guarantee you there's a whole lot of other people. And it's because of you that everybody is in awe of how well I'm doing. Um, This was, these surgeries were a choice, but why now? So December 8th, before my birthday, 
I got my right knee done. My doctor didn't understand why I wanted to get my right knee done. It's not my worst knee. But I said, I got to get my right knee done. And I, I think that the question I have for you, and boy, we could spend a half a day going through this beautiful book. Um, and by the way, I hope you're going to have posters of some of the imagery in here. You know, because when I looked at how you describe fire, how you describe, it's just brilliant. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But I must say that the illustrations are not me. Well, they're not you, but but it's your book. And somehow you're you're in the mix somewhere in there um, (laughs) of the book. Uh, I know that. Um, And you guided this book. I mean, you said earlier, there's something about you could have written this book. It could have been twice the amount of pages. Right. But I got to something here and I want to talk about it in the book. Um, There's a page in your book and I'm just going to read from it. So, you know, where where I'm looking at. Putting it all together, keeping it simple and ordering uh, ordering your thoughts. These three things alone are like a huge takeaway. So if we look at these three things, just the way you've said them. And we sort of look at what we've learned before this page. It helps us look at something that could be quite chaotic Mm. right? Mm. in an orderly way. Mm -hmm. Now, for my best friend, Linda, who's in the other room, who is like birth chart triple Virgo or something, this page hit a chord. The next page where it says analyzing your chart, that got to me. Um, But in this approach that you take, can you talk to one of, I think, the greatest, how should I say it, teachings of this? And that is in the interpretation. You talked about it a little bit. I'm going to have to call you just to see where this big change in my life may have shown up on my chart, which I didn't probably understand. But can we talk about interpretation for a minute? Because I think people get really hung up. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say something like cusp and they'll get hung up and there'll be an interpretation. And they'll, if you're like me, you know, you've got a rising sign of Sagittarius and I don't know if it's Mars or Venus that's there in that same house, but then there's Capricorn and the moon and two other planets. And, and most people say, now we know why we can't tell who you really are on any given day. One day you're this with a big idea. The other day, you can't wait to get the filing done, but this is the interpretation part I'd like you to talk to. Mm -hmm. Well, it is, as you say, it is complicated and, we are all made up of different things and which is what makes us so interesting and also i think which is why astrology itself is so interesting because it reveals all that and um so when you come to interpret it i think as i said in in, as you've quoted just take it step by step really don't you know if you look at the whole thing at once you really will just shut the book up and think i can't do this so you just just start at the beginning start with the sun it's your essential self and it's interesting you know when you meet somebody for the first time the bit you are likely to see is not their sun it's going to be their ascendant yes and sorry 
I'm a Taurus. I'm Taurus. What is it? Taurus rising. Ascendant means your rising sign. Is that the yes, deal? Right. The language? Yes. I, I'm a Taurus rising. Right. Well, you see, I'm just looking at you now, and um, I, I'm looking at your pale blue polar neck jumper. And it's very, it looks very soft and it's very pretty. That's very Taurus. And you see, and now, but you've got, and you've got the sun in Sag. Well, I can't see any Sag. Right. And it's so interesting because we all think that we are just our suns, especially if you read sun sign astrology or what's often called star sign astrology. But the sun is not the whole picture at all. It's just one little bit. And as I said, when you first meet somebody, you're more likely to see their ascendant than their sun sign. Our sun signs are actually bits that we tend to put to one side, and mm -hmm. especially if it's a, in a hidden part of your chart. And so just so you start with the sun when you're interpreting your chart, because that's the may that's that's where you start. That's it's always number one. And just go through it. Just look at you've got the sun in Sagittarius. OK, so then you look in the book and you write down sun in Sagittarius, interested in ideas, exploration, a need for freedom, independence, a great thirst for knowledge, expansion, positive, possible tendency to be clumsy. Oh, Possibly. totally. <laughs> Sometimes Sagittarians have got foot in mouth disease. As Sagittarius rising, I certainly have. I open my mouth and put great in it. And, and so you just go through that and then you look, whereabouts in the chart is it? It's in the third house. Ah, okay. So that, what's that? Oh, that's all about communication. So now, you, oh, yes, that fits. You think, oh, yeah, that's good. I like that. So you've got this expansive personality and there they are communicating. So you write that down. Okay, yeah, I can, you think, yes, I can see that about myself. Yes, people do tell me I talk a lot, for instance, or I love going on short journeys. I love visiting places. It's very Sagittarius. Great. So you'd look at that. You look at the aspects that the sun makes to other planets. Okay, yep, great, good. Oh, you think, oh, that's interesting. I've got, I've got, for instance, the sun conjunct Venus. Oh, that makes me very charming. Well, that's interesting because actually only the other day, somebody told me I could be quite rude. Well, so, you know, so you've got to put all these little things together. And also you can think, well, actually once, and then you just carry on, carry on then with the moon and just keep going systematically and do give yourself a break, come back to it. You'll find that as you work on a little bit and then you go off and do something else, it will be whirring away in the back of your mind. And I would say, carry a notebook with you and jot down the ideas, because I have learned from bitter experience that, no, you don't remember them. You might think they're so blindingly obvious. Of course, I will remember that flash of brilliant insight. No, it's gone. You just remember that you were chopping potatoes at the time, but you can't remember what it was that you were thinking about. That's totally and true. <laughs> <laughs> so just, yeah, just be systematic. Just piece it together like a jigsaw. You don't have to hold the whole picture at once. Just keep putting little bits in and just keep building up a picture. And you'll find that you eventually get there. And then yeah, you can look at other books as well. Everybody, every astrologer has a different way, a slightly different way of looking at things. So, and also you know, no book is ever going to be big enough to contain all the information. So we're all selective about what we write about. So you can look in different books. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Look, Sun conjunct Venus, for instance, 
a very sweet tooth. Oh yeah, I have, I have. So, <laughs> so that's what I would say. Just build it up gradually. And I, I really like that we're we're talking about that because I think that if you're listening to this show, right, one of the things that happens to people is there's so much, right? And even if you get sort of the printout, let me just call it for a minute, it's still a bit daunting. And I think what you're talking about, and especially the way that you've prepared and have written the book, right, I think that you know, you're giving it to us in a way where we can take it a piece at a time, where we could take it a piece at a time. But even after we learn this, we still may want to go to another person. At least this is what I find, because my interpretation of it is going to be so skewed and biased in a lot of ways. But to get an objective look, I also think has been important. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, definitely. You need an objective look because you know, if you're, it's only human nature to look at all the characteristics of your sun or your moon or whatever, and you look at all the nice ones, you think, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then you leave the nasty ones. No, that's wrong. That is wrong. No, that is absolutely not right. And so, you know, <laughs> you become quite resistant to all that, or you can do. It's very helpful to have an objective viewpoint and also from somebody else. And then you can discuss it with them. And and also they may not put it in completely black and white terms. And so it's then there might be a bit more acceptable, for instance, to understand that, yes, you do have a bit of a fiery temper and maybe it might be a good idea if you could possibly just <laughs> pause for a little bit and think before saying that really horrible thing that you are just itching yeah. to say. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or whatever it is, or... Um, go and max out your credit card you know and, and uh, even though you've learned from horrible experience it's not a good idea yeah and so yeah. W- whatever it is it can be very helpful to talk about it with somebody else yeah I'm the person that uh okay I was younger then so let me just put this caveat Pe- you know people that look at my chart they say they have some interesting things to say one of the things they say you're not really getting older you're actually getting younger so there's something in reverse on my chart that I don't see but the other thing is I people look at my chart and say you let me paraphrase you are way more Sagittarius when you were younger than you are you're way more Capricorn now so I don't know what they're looking at but I am that person I'm the person that so wanted a pool table like billiard right pool shoot pool so wanted a pool table, moved into a house, went and got a pool table. Uh, Linda just looked at the room and said, the pool table is not going to fit. I said, the pool table is going to fit. Never measured the room. <laughs> Never measured the room. Got the pool table. You could make shots from basically three sides. One side totally couldn't use. Now, I'm not quite like that anymore. But there are different things we can learn. And certainly your book helps us from that. I want to ask you this is, you know, I know we've got about five or six minutes left. What is your hope for people reading the book? Great question. I think to understand themselves better. I think, you know, it was written above um, the oracle in ancient Greece, know thyself. And I think that is... It's so important for us all to have some 
glimmering of understanding about what makes us tick, who we are, all those funny little bits that make up our personalities. I think it's, even if you just want to focus on one planet, I think it's really helpful to look at the moon. And I know the moon is not, strictly speaking, a planet. In astrology, it is a planet, and we know it's actually a satellite of the Earth. But anyway, it's just, yeah. it's just a term. I have been picked up on that many times, so I often <laughs> as a caveat. And if you understand the moon, your moon, because it describes your instincts, it describes your knee-jerk reactions, even if you have spent a lifetime trying to get over those, um, they still come up and that's your moon speaking because mm. you can't change it. And it describes what you like to eat. It describes what makes you feel comfortable, um, how you like to nurture people, how you like to nurture yourself. And it's, and also because the moon is the fastest moving planetary body, it moves signs every two and a half days. And and so every two and a half days, you've got a different emotional backdrop because of the moon, the moon having changed signs. And sometimes that moon will be compatible with your moon. Sometimes it will be the same sign as your moon, which is a lunar return, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. And, uh, and then other times it will be at odds with you. And you'll think, I feel out of sorts. I don't understand why, I feel, you know, everything's fine. And yet I feel irritable or I want to just go into a corner and cry yep and, and also the, the moon is I haven't covered it in this book because there is a limit to how much you can talk about but oh yeah I have yeah. talked about it in another book moon yeah. power about how to use the moon in your daily life and how to make decisions based on the moon's position in the sky at the moment days when it's great to buy something days when it's good to just keep stay at home days when it's good to do lots of cleaning and so on yeah. but Certainly, understanding your moon and how it affects you emotionally and therefore how you react with the rest of the world mm. is such a valuable thing to do. So yeah. And, you know, it, you're so right about it because um, it's interesting how more aware I am of it in relationship to other people. And what I mean by that is when you look at this and I see my moon and I say, my moon is in Capricorn. And let's say you meet someone and you really align with them and they don't look at your, the, both of your charts don't even come close except for one thing. You have the same moon in Capricorn, right? And yeah. yeah. And, and something about that really drives you to learn more about that. Like, mm -hmm. what am I doing in a relationship with an air sign? with an Aquarian, you know, what is it? What is it that goes on with that? And then all of a sudden you realize, well, we may have more in common than just that sign. And I think that's the depth of what your book is about and what you talk about. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And in fact, you know, I think there are no coincidences. Yeah. So there is always, if, if, you, if you meet somebody and there is a connection between you, there's always going to be an astrological connection. And in fact, I think one of the most interesting things is, say you've got a favourite film star or favourite musician or whatever it is, yeah. look at the chart and then look at, once you've learned to, to do it, look at their chart and look at your chart. You're going to see enormous connections between the two of them. It's absolutely intriguing the way it works. And those connections will describe what you see in that person. 
why you like them or equally why you don't you know with some people you might have a real you might think I'm not going to watch that film because so-and-so is in it and I cannot stand them right <laughs> find out why it's going to be there and isn't this really and let me just get to what I think is the bottom line for what we're talking about when it when it all boils down to you know what you've created in this particular book and what we're eager to know it all boils down to presenting a new level of understanding oh absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and i think that's what we're really longing for right now um i want to mention again uh jane if you don't mind how do people find out more about you please let folks know like how they're going to be able to get a copy of the book all of the above okay thank you well i have a website jane struthers Com. Um, I've written 30 books on all kinds of things from Christmas to um, the seaside and astrology and tarot and healing and auras, all sorts of stuff, all things I'm interested in. And you can find a copy of Write Your Own Horoscope if you go to, if you order it from your local bookshop or if you, you can pre-order it from Amazon or any of the other online book, bookshops. Um, and um, as I said, it will be out in the States on the 23rd of February, and it's out in the UK on the 26th of January. Awesome. Um, and yeah. Um, look, I, I think that, you know, you and I could really dive deeper and talk about some of the very specific things that you put in the book. You know, you address everything from love and sex to money to, you know, different things that we come across in our lives. And what I really love about what you've done is I don't think I have found a single page in the book that doesn't have a chart, a diagram or a picture. I, yeah. I Maybe there are uh, <laughs> maybe one or two, but you've really made this uh, beautiful. And also when you talk about your potential who you could be. I found this entire part of the book fascinating. And I hope you'll come back so we can talk about just this part of the book, just to look at the way you talk about your potential. Who could you be? Because I think that for a lot of people, Jane, when we think about astrology and we think about charts, we think it's fatalistic. We think it's destiny. We think there's no altering it. We think there's, this is it. You're stuck with this on a course. Um, but the way you present this, you give us enormous opportunity to look at the moving parts, but you also include the realm of possibilities. And I think that's so important in living our purpose and passion. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for including that in the book. Thank you. That's actually, that was something I felt very strongly about because that is one of the great tools of astrology to show us what our potential is. So as I said earlier, you, we can't live out our whole chart. It's impossible. And it's fascinating to see a different way of living out what you've got and a different way of expressing it and using it and enjoying it. So thank you very much. I'd love to come back. I hope you will come back because when I got to the page where you're like literally mapping out 29 years, 36 years, 42, I mean, when I got to that page and I looked at 42 years and Uranus half return midlife crisis, 42, I lost my job after 24 and a half years. And yet I had to lose my job 